0: hello and welcome to the official ideas for us podcast join us on a journey to discover solutions to earth's most pressing environmental issues by learning from experts and professionals advancing our sustainable future on today's episode, a conversation between Lee Perry and Paul Owens, the president of 1000 Friends of Florida, one of the state's leading nonprofit smart growth advocacy organizations. Since 1986, 1000 Friends of Florida has been building better communities and saving special places in one of the fastest growing states in the nation. If you like what you hear, You can let us know by emailing us at contact at ideasforus.org with any comments, feedback, or questions. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the links in the show notes. You can also support this podcast and all our environmental action projects by donating or becoming a member at ideasforus.org slash memberships. All right, here's Lee Perry and Paul Owens. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: This is Lee Perry with Ideas for Us, here celebrating Florida and all of its beauty with my friend, Paul Owens from A Thousand Friends of Florida. Hi, Paul. How are you?
2: I'm great, Lee. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Please tell us all about yourself and your mission and and how we can learn uh, to get involved with A Thousand Friends of Florida.
2: Okay. do that, I really appreciate the opportunity um, that you and Ideas For Us have given me. And uh, I really was eager to embrace this opportunity because I think you do terrific work. I appreciate your leadership and I appreciate the great work that Ideas For Us does. uh, And I'm proud to be a member of your organization. 1,000 Friends of Florida has been Florida's leading nonprofit advocate of growth management since 1986. That means we believe in smart, sustainable development that steers growth toward urban areas with the infrastructure to accommodate it and steers away from natural and agricultural lands that are so critical to maintaining a healthy environment and preserving our quality of life in Florida. We're headquartered in Tallahassee, but we are a statewide organization. Uh, Like a lot of people, I've been doing my work from home these days. Uh, And my home is Orlando. But um, our uh, our office is in Tallahassee, not far from the state capitol. Growth management means that uh, 1,000 Friends believes in smart, sustainable development that steers growth toward urban areas with the infrastructure to support it and steers on agricultural lands that are really critical to maintaining a healthy environment and preserving our quality of life here in Florida. We uh, advance our goals by pushing for state and local policies that support sustainable development and by opposing policies that we think undermine those important objectives. And we also believe in providing Floridians with information to empower them in the community planning process. As you can see from the slide, we work with citizens, we work with community and state leaders, we work with conservation and business groups, all uh, to advance our goals. And our goals include what we call building better communities, and that's uh, walkable neighborhoods with affordable housing and access to public transit. We believe in saving special places which means not only our special um, environmental treasures that we have so many of here in Florida, but also uh, our historical buildings and communities and our cultural heritage here in Florida. We believe in fighting sprawl, which is low density residential development. And we believe in connecting people with the planning process. So the question is, Why do we need to manage growth in Florida? Why is it a priority for uh, our organization? Why do we think it belongs as a priority for um, state and local leaders here in Florida? It's a simple answer because we keep growing here in Florida. We're we're about 21 and a half million people right now. And by uh, 20, 70, 50 years from now, we Uh, are likely to be at 33.8 million, almost 34 million people. That's based on projections from the University of Florida Bureau of uh, Business and Economic Research. So the question is, where will all those people go? Uh, And uh, the, the fact is that we're losing about 10 acres of open land an hour in Florida to development. Uh, this is a photo of uh, the University up in Gainesville. And that's, uh, that playing surface is just an acre and a half. So basically, every hour in Florida, we're, we're losing about seven times as much green space as that. We already have seen signs of stress from our rapid growth. Here in Florida, the lower picture, of course, is traffic. We all experience that overwhelmed uh, state and local roadways. Uh, and then the upper photo is from one of our worst outbreaks of blue-green algae around the state that we suffered a couple of years ago. But uh, you know, growth tends to exhaust poorly managed growth tends to exacerbate uh, water quality problems. Um, And here's how you connect the dots between poor growth management and our water quality problems. Because uh, the typical result when we fail to manage our growth is sprawl, which is low density residential development, which consumes open land that is, critical to naturally cleanse, store, and recharge our water supply. Um, And sprawl, because it it, uh, results in more pavement and rooftops, leads to more nutrient polluted runoff into nearby waterways, and that feeds blue-green algae. It also prolongs red tide. Uh, And sprawl depletes our water supply because uh, there's uh, greater water use associated with sprawl. And it makes our waterways with lower flow even more vulnerable to nutrient pollution. So um, how could this get worse than what we've experienced over the last decade in Florida? Um, And that could be through three new toll roads in Florida, which I'm calling here sprawl super spreaders. Last year, the legislature passed a law that authorized three new toll highways through uh, largely rural areas in western Florida, and those are uh, the the highways are are the Heartland Parkway. They're calling it, in this iteration, the southwest to central connector. Uh, Then there's a Suncoast connector, which would extend from Citrus County north to Jefferson County at the Border with uh, Georgia, and then an extension of the Flor- of Florida's Turnpike from from Wildwood, where it meets 75 now, it would extend northwest to extend to wherever the Suncoast connector goes. There's a map that shows where these three highways uh, are uh, authorized. Um, we opposed MCORs because we believe the highways, not only the highways, but the development they would spawn, threaten our undeveloped lands, our wildlife corridors, waterways in the area, wetlands, forest farms, rural communities. But we accepted appointments to three state task forces to try to protect uh, these vulnerable resources and communities. So it's It's not only only the environmental assets that are in danger, but also some of these rural communities and working farms in the area where the highways have been authorized. Uh, This was a 14 month process. I was on one of the task forces, the one for the Northern Turnpike Connector. Um, The task forces adopted final reports a couple of weeks ago Uh, And the reports did register a preference for upgrading existing roads before building the proposed new ones. Um, But we didn't support the reports because we felt they lacked um, needed measures to prevent the sprawling development that highways often uh, generate, usually generate. One of the ways or, or some of the only ways that you can prevent sprawl is to strictly limit interchanges or to limit uh, the development around interchanges. And none of the reports uh, contain those measures that we had pushed for. So what's the the problem with sprawl? Why are we fighting sprawl? Uh, Because sprawl adds to water pollution and exacerbates our water quality crisis here in Florida uh, through uh, the runoff, not only from the roadways, but from the development they spawn. The uh, sprawl destroys wildlife habitat. It makes our traffic problems worse. It strains our other public services because when you have low density residential development, you have to extend public services to reach them, which makes that more expensive. That ends up raising everybody's taxes and uh, the damage it does to our quality of life through environmental problems, through higher taxes, through traffic problems, ends up reducing our property values. So, as I said in, in starting this presentation, we believe in managing growth, which means prioritizing infill development and redevelopment within urban areas to accommodate our growth where the infrastructure is already in place to handle them and protecting our natural lands as much as possible to preserve our environment, our waterways, our underground water supply, our fish and wildlife, the agricultural economy and heritage I talked about. And let's not forget our recreational opportunities that we all treasure here in Florida. So what would Florida be if we didn't have our environment it would basically be a concrete jungle that would be pockmarked with uh, highways, strip malls, and convenience stores. I don't think anybody wants that future for Florida. So this is a huge environmental issue, but it's also an economic issue, because like I said, extending public services to accommodate sprawl, to reach sprawl, ends up costing taxpayers more money Uh, And those higher taxes are hard on family budgets, but they're hard on businesses, too, particularly small businesses. So that's bad for our economy. One Thousand Friends of Florida was uh, founded in 1986 by these two gentlemen in the photo here. Nathaniel Reed is on the left. Dr. John DeGrove is on the right. Nat Reed, uh, if you're not familiar with him, was an advisor to five Florida governors in both parties uh, and for a time the U.S. Deputy Secretary of the Interior during a period in in the early 1970s when a lot of the most important federal environmental laws were passed. And Nat Reed had a lot to do with that. That's the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act the Endangered Species Act, the National Environmental Policy Act. Nat also had a lot to do with the federal ban on DDT. Uh, Dr. John DeGrove uh, is known as the father of growth management in Florida. And uh, he helped formulate uh, uh, some of the most important state laws that require planning at the local, regional, and state-level planning for growth. So it's not a haphazard process, but it's a systematic process that protects our environment as much as possible, uh, protects our quality of life, uh, and uh, uh, promotes taxpayer-friendly public services. Our state and local strategy at 1,000 Friends of Florida is to engage with leaders at those levels, to work together with other uh, groups who have common goals with us, to uh, go to court if we need to, to challenge laws that, or policies that are inconsistent with state laws or the constitution, and to empower citizens uh, with information uh, we work directly with and we provide expert planning and legal advice to concerned citizens who contact us about uh, growth and development in their communities that they're concerned about. We reach out to the public through our social media platforms. We have monthly webinars. We have uh, county workshops. And we work together with other groups to publish reports on the positive impact of good planning and environmental protection. Two of our signature reports came out in 2016. They were called Florida 2070 and Water 2070. We worked with the University of Florida on these and we uh, were, were supported by the Florida Department of Agriculture. The question on the front of the summary for those reports is what is your vision for Florida's future? But another way of thinking about that is what kind of Florida do you wanna leave for uh, your children and their children. The takeaways from these reports were that we're on track to add another 12 million people by 2070. I mentioned that in the beginning of this presentation where we're headed to nearly 34 million people by 2070. And if we continue to develop the way we have uh, up to now, A third of our state will be paved over at that point. Uh, Development-related water demand will double, uh, which is pretty alarming, considering that we have uh, water supply issues in some communities already. But if we grow smarter, if we focus on compact and infill development in urban areas that already have the infrastructure to support it, if we're more aggressive at protecting land, conservation land, protecting it from development, we can protect millions of acres and reduce our water demand. Another report, uh, and this was Nat Reed's final uh, final report, we lost Nat Reed in July of 2018, was a report we did called Trouble in Paradise. We focused on uh, environmental challenges, for state and federal officials and critical resource areas around the state that are threatened by uh, environmental problems, Uh, you know, the Apalachicola River Basin, uh, the Everglades, uh, the Indian River Lagoon, our springs. Uh, We mailed that report to every candidate for state and federal office in Florida. We had eight other conservation organizations sign off on the report, Uh, It got a lot of coverage in state media outlets, and we feel like it helped set the table for environmental policy to be near the top of the agenda when the legislature convened in 2019. Um, I talked about how we uh, our primary mission is to promote growth management, so it's worth mentioning some of the key milestones in growth management for Florida. Uh, it begins in 1972 when the State Comprehensive Planning Act was passed, which created the state division of planning and mandated the creation of the state growth plan. And then in 1975, uh, the Local Government Comprehensive Planning Act was passed, and that required cities and counties to adopt their own blueprints for growth, their own comprehensive plans by the end of the decade. Uh, But really, the most important law was in 1985, the Growth Management Act, which establish state review and approval of local government comprehensive plans and any amendments to them. And this is really what put the teeth in the earlier laws and um, said that, that uh, uh, local governments would have to follow their, their blueprints for growth and the, and the state was going to review their, um, their growth and development. It was just a year later that Nat Reed and John DeGrove founded 1,000 Friends of Florida to be a watchdog for growth management. Uh, Over the next 25 years, there were adjustments made to those laws. But I would say that the goals of planning and uh, smart growth persisted. Um, And there were some uh, other uh, good... Uh, progress made toward uh, growth management, uh, including programs to protect land, first Preservation 2000, and then Florida Forever, which most people have heard of. It's an ongoing program. The Florida Greenways and Trails Program, and also uh, the Sadowski Act to uh, expand uh, and invest in affordable housing. But in 2011 uh, came what what I call the great unraveling Um, under Governor Scott and the legislature. The the state uh, planning department, the Department of Community Affairs, was eliminated uh, and their functions were were downsized and put in in a new department called the Department of Economic Opportunity. A state and regional oversight over local planning decisions were sharply curtailed. Um, Citizen participation in the planning process was made more difficult. And uh, uh, the principle of charging developers for the costs associated with growth was uh, diverted, diluted, so that taxpayers could have to pick up some of that cost. The legislature was given authority over water management district budgets, which weakened uh, their resource, which diminished their resources and weakened their authority to protect our water. Um, And uh, other uh, mandates for local comp plans addressing energy efficient land use and greenhouse gas emissions were eliminated. Uh, And then in 2019, if possible, things got worse when... Uh, An amendment to a bill in 2019 was passed, which basically threatened citizens who challenged local development orders as inconsistent with comprehensive plans with paying the legal costs of the other side if they lost. Basically threatened citizens who were challenging development in their communities with financial ruin. For uh, for doing that, so why is that uh, a problem? Well, it's because local comprehensive plans are, are really a, a tool that can address a broad range of issues, protecting our environment and our quality of life from impacts of development, and local governments are legally required to make development decisions that are consistent with their comprehensive plans, but that requirement is not enforced by the state. So the only enforcement mechanism for local comp plans is by citizens who uh, challenge development orders as inconsistent with comprehensive plans. But that law in 2019 created uh, a real um Financial disincentive for citizens to get involved because if they lose, they're uh, liable to pay the legal costs of the other side. Um, so, as I said, RIP means rest in peace, unfortunately, comp plan enforcement. The risk of paying the winner's bills virtually shuts down these so called consistency challenges uh, from citizens. And so that uh, all but ends comprehensive plan enforcement. And what's what's most upsetting about this amendment was it was added on the Senate floor without a discussion of the consequences this would have on growth management and citizens' planning rights. It was never addressed in committee where it would have gotten adequate uh, scrutiny from legislators uh, and their staff and from witnesses. Uh, who uh, speak to committees. I know I certainly would have, or someone from 1,000 Friends would have spoken against this in committee. And uh, this is not a necessary provision because uh, the folks who supported it said it was necessary to stop frivolous challenges to development orders, but there are already provisions of law that allow judges to order anyone who files a frivolous challenge to pay the other side's costs. So really um, this amendment targets citizens with legitimate uh, concerns, well-founded concerns. And uh, with with Florida continuing to grow at the pace it is, um, sticking with comprehensive plans is really critical. Well, uh, we have, uh, in addition to challenging that, that uh, amendment, which came belatedly, uh, we filed a, lo- a lawsuit later in the year um, arguing that this uh, violated uh, due process provisions in the Florida Constitution. That lawsuit is now on appeal in the First District Court of Appeal in Tallahassee. Um, and we're continuing to pursue it, but we'd be a lot happier if the legislature would go in and uh, correct this mistake and uh, narrow that provision from 2019 um, so that it's clear that only frivolous challenges are subject to the sanction, and well-founded challenges are not discouraged. We think growth management uh, continues to deserve a pace, a uh, place on Tallahassee's agenda, because as we continue to grow, development pressures will only intensify and uh, threatening uh, our quality of life, um, our our, uh, traffic, uh, schools, and also our land and our water. And uh, our success in managing growth will determine uh, the quality of life in our communities and the health of our land and water. And as I made the point earlier, it all it also uh, determined the strength of our economy. Uh, we think these, uh, you know, quality of life, healthy environment and strong economy uh, ought to be bipartisan priorities for Florida. This, this is not this should be important for both parties, not for one or the other. So we would like to see a department level uh, land management agency reestablished in Florida. We'd like to see the laws strengthened so that uh, department and citizens have the power to enforce our growth management. Uh, And we'd also like to see uh, more incentives to promote compact urban development, as long as it's sensitive to existing communities. Uh, we believe in mixed use development, and that means homes, shops, schools, and offices uh, within walking distance of each other. We believe in a range of housing choices um, so that uh, they are uh, affordable and We believe in development that's friendly to multiple transportation options alternative to single-occupancy vehicles, including walking, biking, and public transit. And we do believe in respecting community traditions and protecting significant historic natural resources. So uh, that doesn't mean, for example, we would – well, we – favor infill uh, and redevelopment, we would not um, promote the idea of getting rid of uh, urban parks or getting rid of historic neighborhoods. We'd love to see a plan in Florida to guide the investment of state funds for infrastructure and conservation over the next half century, the same same horizon that we have in our Florida 2070 and water 2070 reports. That would be identifying lands that are appropriate for urban development where investment in the infrastructure to support it is appropriate. And also land that should uh, remain a natural and protected from development and investments in protecting that land through programs like Florida Forever. Um, Local leaders who are interested in these goals don't have to wait on Tallahassee. They can uh, promote um, mixed use, compact infill and redevelopment in their communities that uh, capitalizes on existing infrastructure. And citizens can get involved in this too by making sure that that they're informed. As I mentioned earlier, we have a lot of resources on our website. That's 1000FriendsOfFlorida.org. We have uh, webinars, we do workshops. So there's a lot you can learn about the planning process and how you can get involved through our resources. Um, you need to show up at, at public hearings on planning issues. Um, these days, showing up may mean tuning in to, uh, to a Zoom meeting, but eventually it'll mean going back to uh, public meetings in person. Um, we encourage people to do that and bring their neighbors with them. It makes a real impression on local government leaders if there are 100 people there with matching t-shirts when a controversial development proposal is on the agenda. Uh, We also encourage uh, you to get to know your local officials. Um, It's a lot better to meet Them and talk to them face to face than it is to send, uh, you know, online petitions or chain emails or whatever. We've been told that uh, over and over by local officials that they put a lot more stock in face to face meetings with citizens in their communities. And talk to your neighbors, get your neighbors involved. And of course, we welcome. Support for 1,000 Friends of Florida. We're a, we're a nonprofit. We rely on the support of our members and our donors. So that's my presentation, Leah. I welcome any questions you have.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing. It sounds like for years you all have been battling over development, and and I'm curious to know what have you been met with? You know, have you been met with an argument on? you know, the economy being stimulated by certain development. Um, What are some of the the counter arguments that you've seen? Yeah,
2: well, you're right. The most common counter argument is that any sort of uh, growth management uh, uh, will hinder economic development and kill jobs. And what I would say is the exact opposite is true if we manage growth well, if we're smart about how we develop, we can accommodate the growth that's coming to Florida without uh, harming our environment, uh, without uh, eliminating uh, without uh, tainting our our waterways and our water supply. Because those things are critical to Florida's economy. If we manage our growth properly in Florida, if we're smart about the way that we go, we will uh, preserve and protect our open spaces. We will uh, protect our waterways and our water supply. Um, And a, a healthy environment is really critical to Florida's economy because two of our leading industries Tourism and agriculture are really founded on a healthy environment. Um, nobody's going to want to come visit Florida if we uh, if we degrade our environment. If we have another summer like we had in 2018 with blue green algae all over the state, um, that that was uh, that caused real damage to businesses that cater to tourists in Florida. So growth management isn't bad for the economy in Florida. Growth management is essential to the economy in Florida.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you making the time today. And again, If you all have any questions, uh, please feel free to visit 1000FriendsOfFlorida.org and please contribute to their mission because it's extremely important for us to preserve Florida as the beautiful, pristine, gorgeous ecosystems that are here and all of the recreational uh, tourism that happens here will go away if we don't protect our natural land. So thank you so much for making the time today.
2: Thank you for the opportunity, Lee, and thank you for all the terrific work that Ideas for Us does. And we certainly encourage folks to uh, support your good work as well.
0: Thanks for listening to the official Ideas for Us podcast. Learn more about our environmental action projects by visiting ideasforus.org and stay in the loop by subscribing to our monthly newsletter. Support this podcast and all our projects by donating or becoming an individual or CSR member at ideasforus.org slash memberships. This episode has been made possible by all you valued members. Together, we're advancing environmental action worldwide. Please share this podcast with all your friends and loved ones and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed it. In the meantime, Stay tuned to hear what amazing guests we'll be featuring in future episodes. And we'll see you next time on the official Ideas for Us podcast.